Hello, this is Timmy Black, and welcome again to another episode of The Lives of Contemporary Artists. You know, I've received a fair amount of criticism for my podcast. I'll admit it. And, and, and I'll further admit that, that, that some of the criticism, maybe, maybe, even, maybe even a lot of the criticism, or, or, even, or even most of the criticism, has been justified. I, I'm, I'm told that I, I digress too much. And I confess that though the podcast is supposed to be about contemporary artists, I tend to go off on what might seem like arbitrary tangents. I'm, I'm told that I, that I, that I, I'm told that I talk about things I don't know anything about and, and that I, I, I should just learn to stay in my lane. They, they tell me I shouldn't always assume that I am the only adult in the room. They, they say that I, I get out over my skis and that, I, and that intellectually I, I try to punch above my weight. Fair enough. Fair enough. But, but, but I think it's time for me to finally lean in and push back against this repellent, and I might add, malignant, bone-weary, dog-tired, worn-out, promiscuous overuse of, 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 of dull, uninspired cliches over my, over my skis, please, come on. Can we agree on this? I mean, do we really all need to just squirm into our safe little linguistic cubbyholes and stare into the groin of our awesome specialness and insist to the point of nausea on accentuating the positive, the, 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 the proactive, the powerful, the possible? Can we all decide that they're really, really, after all, there is really nothing terribly wrong with the box and we needn't all fall over ourselves trying to think outside of it? Can we, can we please, can we please place a respectful moratorium on empowering ourselves and empowering each other with, with pithy circle jerking affirmations and get back to the nasty business of, I don't know, well, originality. Can we retire at least for a, a short, a short little while, the, the linguistic misdemeanors of professional development seminars and, and TED Talks and, and, and luxury automobile commercials and exchange it just for, just for an experiment, just for, I don't know, just for an experiment. Can we exchange it all for the language, I don't know, for, I don't know, the language of maybe Finnegan's Wake? Do we really, really need a shared vision? Must we always feel good about ourselves in the end of the day? When push comes to shove, for better or for worse, can't we just make some stuff up? Can anybody out there, excuse the expression, can anybody out there please just coin a phrase 
And, and, and instead of always trying to be authentic, as if we were some rare, valuable East Prussian postage stamp, can't we just, just, I don't know, can't we just be honest? Honest. Now, I guess this has just been a long-winded introduction explaining the reason why I just love, I mean, love and respect and admire the New York multi-new media performative performance artist, Rashida Winkleman. She is one of a kind. She is a real original. I mean, they broke the mold with Rashida. There is there is no one like her. She is, she's, she's brash. She's, she's upfront. She's brutally forthright, and she's as blunt as a preschool pair of scissors. I, I, I remember her from years ago when she was just starting out. Even then, she was frank. She was completely on the level about how she see, saw herself as a contemporary artist. This is what she told me years ago when her career was just getting going. She said, Timmy, call me cloying, call me conniving, call me obsequious, call me phony, call me duplicitous. But I know how the game is played and I am very, very, very good at it. Just watch me. And, and that I think was 20 years ago. Look. This is the way she saw it. She didn't make up the rules. Everyone knows the rules. Everyone knows how the art game is played. But to her credit, to Rashida's credit, she never let good art get in the way of her career. Take, take one look at her resume and you'll see. It's a slow, strategic slog toward the very pinnacle of the art world, and she'll be the first to tell you that it was worth every air kiss. Now, now, when she walks into an opening, people turn their heads with that wonderfully effervescent, unmistakably pious insincerity. With, with, with tactical grins, they, they greet her like, like supplicating lepers, gallerists with perfect teeth ask after her cat. Collectors whose witlessness is matched only by their unfailingly bad taste beg her for brunch dates and, and studio visits. Critics, always easy to spot by their unfortunate wardrobes, clamor for some quotable quip that they might use against her later when the time is right. And worst of all, her colleagues, her envious, fellow artists who would sooner wash the scabs off the feet of a Republican political consultant than to be left out of some ambiguously themed alternative gallery exhibition somewhere in the outer boroughs. These poor schlemiels. To see them line up waiting to drool over Rashida's latest doodle. It, it actually hurts to look at them. But Rashida Winkleman is always on point. Never a false move, always with dignity, always with a clear ulterior motive, always with impeccable tact 
and always with impeccable precision. Rashida. Rashida does not have to speak in cliches. No, not Rashida. Rashida is herself the embodiment of the absolutely flawless, perfectly calibrated, curated, and cultivated cliché. Or to paraphrase her quintessential corresponding flip side opposite the great painter Barnett Newman, Rashida Winkleman is to cliché what ornithology is to the birds. She is a genius. And with that, I leave you to cultivate your gardens, to keep your side of the street clean, to avoid picking up any wooden nickels, and to always see things on the bright side. As for me, I will continue to serve and will hopefully return very soon with another depressing episode of The Lives of Contemporary Artists. Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed.